Binge or Purge streaming reviews. I'm your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 85. 85. And I got to see you this weekend, too, over Memorial Day. That yes. was a great bonus. We saw Top Gun. Maverick. Yeah. And not that we can really review that here, but it was good, huh? We liked it. We liked it a lot. Yeah. It's a great sequel. You yeah. know what I mean? It was good. After 36 years or so, pretty amazing to pull yeah. off a movie like that. And it was good to see you outside of the uh, studio. That's right. They're friends. Yeah, we're friends. We are friends. Outside of this. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel warmness in my heart, I guess. Good. All right, let's go. Oh, let's go. Yeah. First of all, mm-hmm. I think it's premature to talk about the last season of Stranger Things, which just came out. It's halfway through. They're doing the second half on July 1st. Have you even gotten into that yet? I have not started it. Some people are saying they're they're really into it and that it's uh, the darkest season yet. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's kick it down the road then. We'll talk about it when it's over. Okay. Cool. Let's talk about something that's not... Well, I guess it is over, but it's out. It's new. Ish. Much anticipated. In fact, since 1993, when the concept for this show was first announced in the film, So I Married an Axe Murderer, Mike Myers, Spin Doctors... Yeah, amazing soundtrack. This is a series on Netflix, six episodes called The Pentaveret. Yes. Now, do you know the origin of the Pentaveret? I know it from So I Married an Axe Murderer. Okay. That's for the, it. For people who don't, I, I prepared a little a little exercise for us. Now, you're, oh, you're going to read the ones in pink there. You're, oh, are now we, oh, we're going to do a little radio yeah. play? With your greatest Scottish accent, please. Oh, Go God, ahead. no. Okay. Just, just terrible over the top accent, please. Okay. Well,. It's. <laughs> so I already love this. I don't, okay, okay. Well, it's a little known fact, Sonny Jim, that there's a secret society of the five wealthiest people in the world, known as the Pentaveret, who run everything in the world, including the newspapers, and meet triannually at a secret countryside mansion in Colorado known as the Meadows. So, who's in this Pentaveret? The Queen, the Vatican, the Gettys, the Rothschilds. And Colonel Sanders before he went tits up. Oh, I hated the Colonel with his wee beady eyes and that smug look on his face. Oh, you're going to buy my chicken. Oh. Dad, how can you hate the Colonel? Because he puts an addictive chemical in his chicken that makes you crave it forthrightly. Smartass. Fortnightly, close enough. So that was the scene from So I Married an Axe Murderer where Mike Myers playing his own father and himself. We know we could have just played the clip. This was way better, though. Okay, yeah. Uh, (laughs) If you say so. So uh, since 1993, we've been waiting, uh, some people. And here it is, the Pentaveret. It is a mystery comedy. It's kind of like a whodunit type of thing. Uh, It follows a Canadian journalist uh, who is actually based on a real person. Yeah. And that's going to be important in the uh, last part of this explanation. So it's based on a guy named Glenn Cochran, who is like Canada's heel hauser. In Toronto. In Toronto, yeah. A local newsman, investigative journalist out in the field from a bygone era. Keep that in mind. So who's in this? Um, uh, Mike Myers. Yeah. Mike Myers. <laughs> Mike Myers. 
and Mike Myers. Yes, he plays, I think, six or seven parts, each of them a different type of character. It's very Austin Powers-ish. It's completely Austin Powers-ish. It's yeah. them sitting around a big table, right? Oh, in the, yeah. in, the, in the war room, if you will, right? Right. And it's just, you know, editing between all those different characters. It's like Dr. Evil without Dr. Evil. Yeah, a couple good cameos. You got Ken Jeong, who's hilarious always. Keegan um, Michael Key. Yeah. Uh, Debbie the, Mazur. She's a regular in it, really. Yeah, she's in all, or she's in five out of the six. She's I always remember her from Entourage. She was great. In I that. always think of Goodfellas. And then of course uh, Jennifer Saunders from uh, Absolutely Fabulous. Oh, was that her? Yeah, she oh, plays okay. the weird like witchy looking woman. Right now, there's two people in this that I could have done without, and they're both voiceovers. You didn't like Jeremy Irons? No, had no use for that. That was my favorite part of this whole thing was Jeremy Irons. Okay, uh, everybody, he does uh, the intro for every episode, and everyone, it's different. And I thought he was, for me, the best part of the show, really, was those intros that he wow. did for the credits. Wow, and he also had, like, top billing. So I kept thinking, is he going to be in the show? He can't surely get top billing for the intro voiceover, but he did. Second uh, person I really could have done without uh, also a voiceover, the voice of the computer thing called Mentor. Who was that? Pete Davidson. Oh, yeah, that sucked. You don't need Pete Davidson to do a voiceover. Also, it's like, why does he have a Boston accent? I just didn't care yeah, for it at all. Yeah, didn't like that. Uh, did like Rob Lowe, of course, little cameo. Anyway, the Maria whole... Maria Menounos. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's good, too. Right. Uh, anyway, the whole thing is they're in this compound. The Canadian journalist uh, infiltrates it. He's got some help on the outside, one of which is also played by Mike Myers. The conspiracy theory guy was great, too. He was kind of like Mike Myers. Yeah, he was kind of like an Alex Jones type of, you know, flat earth or whatever. So lots of interesting characters in this. Now, I didn't expect it to be that funny because Austin Powers came out when I was in high school. I thought it was hilarious. Didn't age well. You know, you watch it now and you're like, oh, mm -hmm." but hey, yes, go ahead. To me, Austin Powers is hilarious for one reason only, the Dr. Evil character. I'm not talking about the sequels. I'm just talking about the first one. There's a lot of laughs, and that monologue that Evil delivers at the uh, father-son like AA meeting, (laughs) there's some comic genius going on in the writing and the delivery of that monologue that he does. And you know the one I mean. My childhood was typical. Summers in Rangoon, luge lessons. In the spring, we'd make meat helmets. When I was insolent, I was placed in a burlap bag and beaten with reeds. Pretty standard, really. Yeah, I liked when he was on Jerry Springer, too, and he kept trying to kick that guy, acting like he was all cool, and then he would charge again. I think that was in the second one, buddy. Oh, maybe it was. Yeah. Okay, Austin Powers, they were all great, but it's been a long time. Now, what's he been up to? Because he basically dropped off the face of the earth, right? Yeah. For 10 years, besides Shrek. A uh, cameo in complete disguise in Bohemian Rhapsody. Also, he was the uh, host of the ill-fated gong show a few oh, years yeah. ago on ABC playing right. uh, Tommy Maitland. That's right. Like he that did British a... host, that wacky. I mean, yeah. my girlfriend had no freaking clue that was Mike Myers. Yeah. That's Mike Myers. She goes, what? No way. Impossible. It was a trip. He yeah. loves putting on the prosthetics. Side note, there's this mascot for the school my girlfriend works at the matadors he looks just like the mike myers character on the gong show it's freaky oh maddie the matador right the uh, mascot for uh csun csun yeah. yes cal state northridge looks like mike myers 
Okay, we'll put that up on the Instagram or something uh-huh. later. Yep. Yeah, a lot of the stuff he's done in the last two decades has involved prosthetics. Most people didn't even recognize him in Bohemian Rhapsody. Inglorious Bastards, I don't remember. He was in he one was. scene in Inglorious Bastards playing a British military official. Right. And then The Love Guru, which is, I think, pushed him away from acting for a while, as it should I have. think it pushed everybody away from him. Yeah. Are you going to ask what he's got coming down the pipeline, just out of curiosity? What does he have coming down the pipeline, Joe? Well, just announced Austin Powers 4. Oh, God. Is coming. And he's got something really cool, or looks like really cool, a David O. Russell movie mm-hmm. called Amsterdam that's in post-production. Now, David O. Russell uh, has one of the best viral video clips Yes, I out know there. what it is with Lily Tomlin. Yeah. Yep. And if you haven't seen that, uh, you got to see that. When they're making I Heart Huckabees. Yeah. He absolutely loses it. Um, they both lose it. Yeah. It's awesome. It's better than the movie. I love that movie. Ah, uh, that, that was movie's a pretty, wacko. That was a pretty good scene, though. Anyway, so he's getting back into some serious acting and then going back to the Austin Powers thing. But anyway, back to the Pentaveret. Yeah. Six episodes, real short, 20 to 30 minutes. I watched this in one day. Yeah. Thank God. Because I got to tell you, I did not like this. No? No. It started off, I go, there's some comedic elements that are kind of cool here. I'm laughing a little bit. Then it's surrounded by poop and fart jokes, dude. Dick jokes, too. And I'm out, man. I don't need to see Bigfoot shitting in a hallway. See, I thought I thought the Sasquatch was one of the funnier parts. See, I was like, I'm out. I'm already like, what is this? I mean, I get it. This whole conspiracy theory thing. I mean, he's basically going off on conspiracy theories and how crazy everybody is and everything's like, you know, oh, they're out to get me and all that stuff. But I just thought, well, the conceit's kind of good. The execution just didn't work. It was too stupid. See, I thought there was a lot of jokes. And, yeah, they're very juvenile, like the names of the hotel and, you know, when they're driving into America. Okay, when they're driving into America and it goes from, like, you know, standard definition to, like, 4K. I thought that was kind of clever. And when they get all meta with, like, having to do the Netflix Netflix president and everything where they re-edit a scene and take out the swear words. Yeah. And then they're going to, you know, buffer out or mosaic out the penises and that (laughs) Chippendales orgy scene or whatever. Yeah. See, those are inspired bits, yeah, but they're, they're just surrounded by too much shit, literally. Well, I sort of expected Austin Powers, and really, it's it's a little more advanced than that, I think. But oh, it's... Austin Powers is far superior to this humor. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right. If people are wondering what it is, it is Austin Powers meets the Da Vinci Code. That's probably the best way to sum it up. That's right? not bad. So... That's not bad. I didn't think it was going to be that funny. I, I was surprised in his old age that there was some good, solid... Just uh, fundamental comedy. Then there's a lot of the stuff, like you said, that's unnecessary. But I have, yeah. if I may. You may. I've ran into several friends of mine, and they all enjoyed this. And I was like, what? I didn't say what's wrong with me. What's wrong with you guys? I'm right on this. Okay. This is not good. It's stupid. It's silly is what it is. It's a little different. But let me go back to what I started with here. I've said it once. I've said it a million times. A comedy is just a drama with jokes, right? On the drama level, the story of this thing, the point that he's trying to make, I think, is very good, which is that local journalism is our only hope. Because I think we both know to watch any kind of cable news or um, you know, a lot of the stuff that pops up on your iPhone, it'll make you insane. It'll make you insane. It's designed to make you insane. Designed to make you insane. And you know what? 
It has. It has. Congratulations. I have gone insane in the last week and a half from the news. Yeah. It's, okay? it's terrible. And I think the point that he's trying to make is guys like Glenn Cochran from Toronto, they want to know what's going on in their community, want to talk to their neighbors, do you know local stories. That might be all we have left is uh, their journalistic integrity. So I don't know. I thought that he was trying to make some kind of point about that. I butchered it, but you get the idea. I got you. But look, this is your review, so you got the final verdict. I think you know how I feel. I do, and you're with the critics who gave it a 22 on oh, Rotten Tomatoes. thank you. That I'm with the audience who gave it a 62. <laughs> that makes perfect sense to me. We don't always quote Rotten Tomatoes, but they got it right, and I got it right. It's a binge, the Pentaveret on Netflix. All right. Happy for you, Joe. Thanks, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Now, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I've been waiting to review this show for the past year and a half. And I'm going to tell you right now, since we've been doing the podcast, no joke, this is my all-time favorite show. This is your BoJack Horseman. This is my BoJack Horseman. Oh, boy. Now, I'm not saying my favorite show of all time, but since we've started doing the show. Yeah. This is Peaky Blinders. Are you familiar with it? I am familiar with it. Have you watched any of it? Not really. Okay, that's fine. I will will say real quick, because I know you're going to go on a a tear here. Yeah. I will say real quick that a good friend of mine, uh, when she she found out about this show, said, please tell me that you've reviewed Peaky Blinders. Our friendship depends on it. I'm going to save your friendship right now. Okay, thank you. Go ahead. I fucking love this show. And I know you're not supposed to swear. I don't care. I don't care. It's in its sixth and final season. It will premiere June 10th. It's probably out by the time you're listening to this, and you can watch them all. Like I said, six seasons. Each season consists of six one-hour episodes. So you're looking at 36 hours of television. That sounds right. It is right, because I wrote it down right here. Six and times I, I, six. I did the math. Six times six okay. is 36. Now, it says it's a Netflix original. It is not. This comes from the BBC in wonderful England. Netflix just has the American rights to it. I have seen the sixth season because I was naughty. I got a little, uh, figured out a way to get see the, uh, the BBC broadcasts. Okay. So I watched them about two months ago, and I've been waiting to talk about it. Now... If you're a Peaky Blinders fan already and you're like, okay, man, I know I'm just waiting for the sixth season. I got to let you know right off the top, the sixth season is a major letdown. Wow. It is not nearly as good as the previous five. I don't know what happened. Well, I do know what happened, really. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. However, the final episode is great. So if you can get through those first five episodes knowing that the final episode is going to deliver for you. And it also sets up the Peaky Blinders movie, which is apparently going to happen. For sure, or you're guessing? No, they said they want to do a Peaky Blinders movie. Okay. There's also a possibility of a spinoff. Are you going to say what the show's about for people that haven't? I'm dumb. Don't be doing my okay. review. All right, all right, all right. This is my time in my review, and I'm going to take all the time I want with it. All right, go ahead. All right? So I just wanted to say, Peaky Blinders fans, just be prepared for a disappointing season six, but it turns it around in the final episode. Now, who's in this, you might ask? 
Killian Murphy. This is his show. This is his signature role. You know who he is, right? Yeah, it was he in Batman or something? He was in uh, The Dark Knight. Killian uh, or Batman Cillian? Begin. It's Killian. Okay. Okay. With a C, though. With a C. I was like, Cillian? No, it's Killian. It also stars Helen McCrory, Paul Anderson, Sam Neill, Annabelle Wallace, Sophie Rundell, Joe Cole, and in a reoccurring role, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy makes an appearance in season two, and he's so good that they keep him going in and out for the rest of the series. They're like, we got him here. This is the best thing he's ever done. We can't lose him. So I think he was supposed to be, oh, we'll use him for season two, but he so loved, so great in this part, they kept him around. Also in Batman, right? Yes, he played Bane. Okay. Sorry, I don't have much to contribute here. Go the, the, ahead. No, Go the, ahead. You, you need to contribute nothing. Just let me do my thing. Okay? Now, the reason season six suffers is because Helen McCrory, who plays Aunt Polly, she's the patriarch of this family of gangsters. It's matriarch, you idiot. She was all set to shoot season six. COVID hits, so they can't shoot anything, right? They were also going to do a seventh season. Then they scrapped that. They said, okay, we'll just do it in six. Then they're ready to start production on six. Helen McCrory passes away from cancer. That's sad. She shot nothing. So you can see how they had to go and retool the whole season. And the season suffers for it. It is a huge loss for the show. Ah, God, it really sucks, man. It really sucks her dying. And I know, awful for her and her family. I'm not saying that. But as a viewer of Peaky Blinders, this was devastating. I'm sure. It was. Oh, my God. I mean, it's awful. All right, now you want to know what it's about. I know. I've been going 20 minutes. Okay, it's a British crime drama gangster family epic set in Birmingham, England, right after World War I. The show spans from the years 1919 to 1933, so it's little more than a decade. It's about this family called the Shelbys, and they start off as like a street gang called the Peaky Blinders. I'm not going to tell you where they get the name. That's one of the fun things about the show. They're descendants of gypsies. And as time goes on, they become, you know, a really powerful crime family. Like a mafia or something. Yeah. Okay. This is like old-timey British Sopranos. Okay. Now, it takes place in Birmingham, England. Here's what I know about Birmingham, England. It's where Black Sabbath and Duran Duran are from. I know nothing else about it. Apparently, it's a big industry town or whatever. But, uh... It's Breaking Bad level good in terms of the intricacies of how, like, the lead character gets in and out of stuff. You're like, there's no way they're going to get out of this. But they do. They figure it out. It's so cleverly written. The creator is Stephen Knight. This is his baby. Uh, Put the captions on, Joe. Even though it's in English, put the captions on. What a cockney stuff. I'm like, huh? What? Now, another reason I had issues with season six It's because I'm watching the illegal broadcast and I can't put the captions on. So I don't even know a half of what was being said on this show. Now, can you do like an example of of how they... You just saw me try to do a Scottish accent earlier. I'm not playing into that. I mean, just what do they kind of sound like? Uh... Like if they were saying, um, you know... Right. By order of the Peaky Blinders. There you go. Just there you go. That's their big catchphrase. By order of the Peaky Blinders. That was just like a pirate. That's what they they sound like pirates. I'm doing what they do on the show. Okay. By order of the Peaky Blinders. 
Killian Murphy is much more even keeled. He's very, you know, yeah. keeps control of things or whatever. I'm not doing this show the justice it deserves with this review. I'm really not. It's kind of weird. It uses contemporary music for its soundtrack, like 90s music here and there. That and that weird. can be a little disconcerting. You get over it. You get used to it. Sam Neill, I said, is in it. He's in the first two seasons. He rocks in this, man. The performances are freaking amazing. Adrian Brody is in season four. He plays a mafioso. Adrian Brody, you know what he likes to do? Come in on a successful show on like its third or fourth season and ride it. You never see Adrian Brody do a show from like the first season. He always, oh, we'll get Adrian Brody to, you know, show up. He gets a free lunch. He came late to the Lakers thing, too. He came, what? He just was in the last season of... uh, Succession on HBO. Oh, yeah. Right? I'm saying that huh. seems to be his M.O. Like I said, this sixth season is, is Game of Thrones disappointing. Wow. But redeems itself at the end. Look, I wanted to really go all out here. I don't know what else to say unless I start giving away huge plot points. Other than if you love engrossing television with wonderfully drawn characters and performances, okay, you never know where it's going. You got to watch this. I tell everybody to watch this show in my private life. I'm like, you watch Peaky Blinders? No, should I? Yes, you should watch it. No matter how it ends, doesn't matter. It's all about the journey, not the destination in this case. Okay. There's so much good stuff in this. Okay, can I ask you some questions? Please. As someone who's barely familiar with it, is there a lot of horse racing, gambling, fixing races type of stuff in it? Yes. Okay, that's cool. I like that. Absolutely. Second question. Yes. If it were rated, you know, violence swearing-wise, is it like Sopranos or is it's it? It's a hard R. Okay. It gets pretty violent. There's some serious beatdowns in this thing. A lot of language. Oh, yeah. Sex. Yeah, like it's nudity. a hard R. Is there nudity? nudity? Oh, yeah, it's got it all. That's why it's great. Now, how'd they get nudity from BBC? Because it's England. They don't care. Oh, I didn't know they did that over there. Yeah. I, mean, I thought it was a public station. It is a public station, but they're not uptight like we are. Oh, okay. They don't get upset about that nudity like we do. Uh, favorite episode? Oof. It's not a favorite or... episode. It's a favorite moment. Okay. It's very simple. It's Tom Hardy, and <laughs> he just says, Shalom. No, let me get it right. Shalom. I'm not doing it justice, but I love it. You know what? I might, I might dump in the clip. Shalom. Oh, for Shalom. Anyway, he's a criminal too. (sighs) What can I say? I'm disappointed in myself here. I thought I could do better with this review. Look it, I'm going to be a broken record here. This show rocks. It's in my all-time top five. I'm not sure where it is in the top five, but it is in the top five. You will not be disappointed watching this, man. It's fantastic work. People told me for a while to watch it. I was like, I don't know the accents and the I don't know and I don't want to get involved in it. My mom was sick. You know, I had to go back home. Right. I had a lot of downtime. And I was like, you know what? Let's finally do Peaky Blinders. I knocked it out in a week. I was obsessed. I plowed through it. Wow. Then I stopped and I go, this can't be it. You know, so then I had to wait a year and a half for season six, which then was a bummer. So let me encapsulate this thing for yes. people who have no idea what you're talking about. Right. Turn of the century, British Sopranos with horses. Cars. There's cars, you know, little, little putt-putts. But they're their horse rate or their horse owners and stuff or something like that. Yeah, it's all gambling. Okay. They're criminals, okay. you know? All right. They're just a street gang called the Peaky Blinders. And as the story unfolds, they gain more prominence both within the criminal world and politically. They really Got rise it. up in the ranks of uh, British society. 
Got it. Okay. Well, I, I've heard from several people this is awesome as well, so for whatever that's worth. Yes, it is. All right. This is Peaky Blinders streaming on Netflix. Six seasons. This is the biggest binge I could ever give any show. I just want to apologize to Peaky Blinders, the show, for not giving it the review I believe it truly deserves. I tried. I have all these notes here, and I just feel like I'm overwhelmed with my love for it, and I, 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 I'm sorry. Your enthusiasm came through. I did note uh, it's Rotten Tomatoes score, and I put, who cares? Yeah. I don't care. No. Thank you. Okay, Peaky Blinders. There you go. A lot of people say it's good. Demo loves it, so check it out. Uh, before we wrap up, though, I heard that someone called and left a voicemail. I berated our audience a few episodes yeah. ago about how nobody, nobody yeah. sends us a voicemail. We were just looking today. It's not just our friends that listen. There's actually a lot of, of you listening right now. That don't know us. That don't know us personally, which is shocking. But uh, anyway, go ahead. Okay. This voice message comes from listener Scott. So right off the bat, I want to say, Scott, thank you for doing this. No one else has except one other person. So thank you, listener Scott. Here we go. Demo. Joe, it's Scotty O. Three things. One, Bob Odenkirk rules. Get on it, Joe. Two, surprisingly, Rescue Rangers animated movie on Disney Plus was pretty fun. Three, when the hell are you guys going to review Sex Education? Three seasons, gold. See ya. I haven't heard of that uh, Sex Education show. Yes, you have. Well, from you, like, yeah, but I haven't heard of it outside of you mentioning it. So, I Scott, guess... we will watch it. I will review it. There's just so much stuff right now. Yeah. All but right. I'll, I'll watch. What's it on? Do we know? Netflix. Okay. I'll find it. I'll start watching it, too. Three seasons from Britain. You got it, Scott. Thanks for the call. Appreciate and thank it. you also for the shout out for Bob Odenkirk. I don't know what Joe's problem is. I agree, Scott. Yeah. Odenkirk's the man. Mm. All right. Let's recap our reviews, right, Joe? Yes. yes let's uh -huh. recap. Pintaverit, six short episodes, under 30 minutes, I think all of them. Uh, Mike Myers, based on the famous quote from 1993's So I Married an Axe Murderer. If it's not Scottish, it's crap. Yeah. There you go. How was uh, that? Yeah, there that you was go. good. Okay. That's a binge. It's fun. It's silly. Uh, Demo says a little too silly. I say binge. Uh, next, we had Peaky Blinders. Which yes. Demo really wanted to do a great uh, review. and I didn't we, do it justice, folks, but watch it. Yeah, the biggest binge you've ever recommended on this show, you said. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. There we go. And then we had Scott calling in. Thank you, Scott. Now, the rest of you can get a hold of us the same way Scott did. Couldn't have taken too long to put that together. 30 it was seconds. Less, than, less than 30 seconds. Nothing to it. You can also send us a DM on Instagram. We're on there, at Binge or Purge Podcast. Twitter at binge or purge, Facebook slash binge or purge, or email us binge or purge podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you one way or another. So please, please. as always, we want to thank just the facts. You can follow just the facts on Instagram at the Jesse Greer. That's Jesse with a Y. So for Joe Taylor, this is Demo. This has been binge or purge streaming reviews. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.